Good morning. For Northeast by Midwest, this is Jonathan Jones. Well, today, I want to share a little bit on the view from the sidelines. The view from the sidelines. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the reality is the view from the sidelines goes like this. <laughs> when you're on the sidelines, you ultimately don't know... Um, you ultimately don't know what's going on in the field. And so the reality is you've got a wonderful perspective and you know exactly the way it's supposed to be, right? For instance, um, I coach a lot of soccer, uh, have for the last few years, had a chance to play quite a bit. And you know, it's amazing from the sidelines. I always know the right place to make. I always know the right things to do. And furthermore, uh, many times so do the parents of of said children, (laughs) of which I'm one of them. And so in the fall, you know, I I don't, again, I don't know about you and I won't spend a lot of time on it today, but you know, I do some stuff on sports on my podcast here back and forth. So this is going to be a little bit more from that perspective. And as we think about it also, um, the reality that, hey, you know, when you, when you think about some of these things, you know, it's, uh, it's not as easy as it looks, right? And, you know, the reality is, man, you know, when, when you get out there and you're on, you know, you're on the sidelines, you think you know everything. For instance, last night I just watched uh, my Ohio State Buckeyes win a very close game. And, you know, from the sidelines, we'll, we'll see calls made by the coaches of both teams. And the reality is, you know, oh, why'd you do this? Why didn't you do that? It's so obvious. But it's so obvious to those of us that are fans. We're not in the moment. We're not dealing with the situation. You know, the perspective that we have might be right. Um, But the reality is, just because it's right, we're not in the situation. Um, So, you know, one of the things I just want us to think about today is the picture of the sidelines and how ultimately it becomes a really good window for life. You know, it's so easy. The other day I walked into a, an establishment uh, locally here and I was hearing them talk about uh, one of their, actually one of their pastors and it kind of made me perk up. It didn't sound like it was necessarily a good conversation listening to the people that were talking about their pastor, and he may have really done some weird things. I don't know. You know, nothing, I don't think, unbiblical or anything like that, but just they didn't seem to like the way he was leading and things that he was asking them to do, et cetera, et cetera. And the point being is, uh, as a pastor myself, you know, they may be 100% right. He might be 100% wrong. You know, it's amazing. When I was in Pennsylvania, I had our, our pastor, Pastor Mark, at uh, Summit Baptist Bible Church, which is now Hillside Haven Church in Clark Summit. And uh, so if you ever listen to this, Pastor Mark, you had a, a really big impact in my life. And I, I never will never forget the moment when I walked in his office and was a seminary student, thought I knew a little bit of everything. Probably knew more than I realized I knew, but knew a way a lot less than I thought I did. <laughs> and didn't have a lot of wisdom. And and so I was talking to him about some things, and I think I made a couple suggestions for the church and the ministry we were part of. And, you know, he looks at me, and he says, John, when you're on the other side of the desk, you'll understand things are not as easy as you think. 
And now sitting on the other side of the desk, I get it. And so listening to that, you know, what little snippet I heard of the conversation the other day about these people's pastor, hey, they, they may have completely been in the right, you know, they, they may not, but the reality is so often it's so easy to judge situations, how I would do it, how you would do it. I wouldn't do it this way. I wouldn't do it that way. What were they thinking? And so we see that all the time at sports, you know, we call it Monday morning quarterback, right? I mean, it's easy Monday morning to come back and say, oh yeah, well, they should have done this. Well, of course, because I have new information, right? And so th- that's kind of what I want to address today with, with this, you know, uh, you know, from the sidelines, I think is what I'm going to call it for, you know, standing from the sidelines or looking from the sidelines. We, we all are going to be a part of that. And so one of the things I've been dealing with personally in the last probably seven or eight years is from the sidelines, just what a joy it's been to watch my children, our children, you know, play soccer, volleyball, whatever sports they play, different things they do. And um, part of me really is, uh, is wanting to go join them because I love to play. I love to, you know, I've always been big into sports and and, and part of me also wants to play with them because in, in my mind, I think I can help them do the things that they really not only that I want them to do, but that they need to do. And so, you know, I was reminded of that last night with this Ohio State game or, you know, we could go to baseball or football or soccer or basketball. I mean, whatever it is, right? You know, Tom Landry at one point was asked about football and I don't remember the exact context, but but he made this statement. Um you know, he said that, you know, football or actually it may have been Howard Hendricks that made this statement that, you know, during the football game, there were 22 men who desperately needed rest being watched by almost 80,000 fans who desperately needed exercise. <laughs> I'll have to look it up and see who it was either Landry or Howard Hendricks who said the quote. But the point being is, you know, isn't that a, isn't that a good example of the sidelines? Because there's a couple of things that the sidelines can't do. Um, You know, you can feel the emotion of the game, but you're not playing it. And there is something different when we're in the game versus watching the game, wherever we're watching it from. And one of the other things why in so many sports fans are called fans is because it comes from the English word fanatic or, you know, kind of leans a little bit crazy. In other words, fans go over the top. And one of the things that happens, and you see it all the time, especially in high school sports, you will see it in college, and now and then you see it in the NFL or the NBA or whatever it is, is our emotions get in the way. The moment's too big. Things are too crazy. We sort of pop. We can't handle it. And so, you know, as, as, as we think about this, I want to transition for a moment <clears throat> to a verse that a lot of people take out of context in the Bible And that's uh, Matthew chapter 7, which says, Judge not lest you be judged. And and it's a very interesting verse because it doesn't say what a lot of people think it's saying. Or maybe we would say it this way. It says it, but in a different way. So most people will use that verse and say, well, you can't judge. Well, that's not really what Jesus is saying there. Jesus is not saying not to judge. We have other passages in the Bible. As Christians, we're supposed to judge one another. Not in the term a judgy way, but in the sense because we care for one another, we love one another, and we want to speak truth in each other's lives. Here's what the actual verse says. Judge not that you be not judged. 
For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you seek the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there's a log in your own, you hypocrite? First take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so, you know, Jesus explains that there in the Sermon on the Mount. That's Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 5, if you want to read it. And you might say, well, how do we get there from sports? Well, the reality is sports are a lot the same way, right? If How would I feel as a pastor if I was judged in the same way as I might judge my favorite football team or basketball team or baseball team or whatever, fill in the blank. And so the reality is it's so easy for so many of us to judge others, you know, and uh, we're not in the situation. We don't see what they're seeing. We're not experiencing what they're experiencing. You know, we're, we're sort of feeling the impact of it. We're, we're riding high on the emotions of the game or the situation, but we're not in it. You know, we're not out there on the field. We're on the, we're on the sidelines. And, and so we need people on the sidelines. You know, we need those fans. We need those people to encourage us. But also those of us that are on the sidelines need to realize that we have a position and a place. And, you know, I think Jesus' words are very apropos there. He's not saying don't judge. What, what, there are really two principles here. What he's saying is if you're going to judge, realize you're going to get it back. So, you know, in the same way, if I'm judging people, whether it's something simple or as silly as sports, I'm going to have people judge me in the same way, especially if they're people that know me and they hear about how I judge them. And then the second thing he says, which is maybe more important than the first, is before we even think about that, we need to make sure that we don't have sin. We don't have a log in our own eye. And how many of us have done that, right? We've called somebody else out and realized, oh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. And, 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 and you know, it's one of those things over the years, as I watch in my own life or others that I'm with, um, when we get angry about something, often... It's because we're really angry at ourselves, but we take it out on somebody else, which is a very interesting com- combination to think about with anger. So I won't go there today, but it's just something to think about. So I want to encourage you as you sit on the sidelines, if you have kids, grandkids, you cheer them on. That's great. Cheer them on. Cheer the coaches on. Cheer the refs on. And realize that you're watching a bunch of humans that are going to do human things. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make bad passes. They're going to make fouls. They're going to say words they shouldn't. They're not going to do what you asked them to do. And the reality is good coaching and ultimately I think good sidelines people are people that are willing to be honest, to be an encouragement, but not, but, but to have a good balance there. And I think that's really the thought today is, as Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged from the way you judge will be meted out back to you. And so, you know, if if you and I are okay with people saying the same things in the same way that we would from their version of the sidelines when we're in the game, then okay, I guess have at it. I don't know about you, but for me, I don't think I'd want people to say things from the sidelines sometimes the same ways that I've said them or in the same ways that I've thought them at least. Um, hopefully I don't say them all in that way. And, you know, as, as a... As a, as a dad who has a daughter who plays, uh, daughters who play in several different teams, I always want the coaches to know that, um, that I have their back. And unless they're doing something that's wrong and sinful, um, my daughter is under their authority. 
And the reality is um, they're going to do their best to coach my kid to do their best for the team. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. There's no I in team, right? It's a team game. So those of us on the sidelines, let's be part of the team and say what we got to say, but make sure if we're going to say it, that we're ready to hear it back when we're the ones on the field. For Northeast by Midwest, my name is Jonathan Jones. From the sidelines, have a great day.